Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment, a weekly podcast of the Wingman Nation Men's Ministry, a scripturally driven men's ministry with three goals for every man, striving to be better husbands, better fathers, and more Christ-like and godly men. Join Wingman Nation co-founders Randy Ferreira and Pastor Jay Dennis and an occasional special guest as they discuss issues relevant to a man's needs, struggles, habits, and hurts. And now... Here's Randy and Pastor Jay. Good morning, Wingman Nation. John Delaney, Director of Ops, here with you. Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment podcast. I'm here this morning with co-founders of Wingman Nation, Pastor Jay Dennis and Randy Ferreira. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, John. How you doing, John? Uh, John's okay, and it looks like our technical difficulties are behind us, Yay. thank goodness. And uh, we're excited that you're here. We are uh, talking about... The 10 mistakes, the top 10 mistakes wives make with their husbands. And uh, in last week's podcast, we covered the first five of them uh, from 1 Peter 3, verses 1 through 6. Uh, we began sharing that, and uh, those first five were attempting to change your husband through complaining rather than trying to change him through prayer, uh, talking to other people about private matters that should be reserved only for you and your husband, um, not giving verbal affirmation and admiration, mm-hmm. not continuing to look your very best, and not meeting his physical uh, needs. So uh, we're going to pick back up on it today on the, the, the last five of the 10 mistakes. And uh, Randy, you want to take it from here? Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you. Good morning, Jay. Good How morning, are Randy. You? Doing yes. well, buddy. Yes, Good I want to see you. You too. I want to emphasize that you know we're sharing the top ten mistakes wives make with their husbands from a biblical perspective. That's absolutely. Right. And uh, last week we did the top ten mistakes that husbands make from a biblical yes. perspective. So if you're listening ago, yeah. for the first time, we're not picking on you, <laughs> no, uh, wives. Uh, we love you and praise you and and. Uh, uh, put you up on a pedestal. That's right. all the time. So we're 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 going to number six. John just reviewed one through five, uh, and number six is putting the children ahead of your husband. And mm. for a lot of wives, that might sound brash, maybe concerning. Right. Um, it doesn't sound nice, and it just hearing it. But you know, the your husband's ladies must be your priority after Jesus. That's right. Uh, to not do that is to invite Satan into your marriage and your home. And we'll talk more about that and what that means. Yeah. But Paul shows us in Ephesians chapter 5 and 6 that it's the marriage first, then the children. That's right. Now listen, no doubt there are times, especially when the children are smaller and younger, that, that they need mom's attention and mm-hmm. time. Um, and there are times when children's needs put everything else on the back burner. They do. We get that. And that's not what we're talking about right. because... Never neglect your children, yes. as as we all agree. But but our but the husbands need to know that that he is your first priority, right. and what he needs is uppermost important in your mind. And I know that's difficult with a million different things going sure. on, but this is part of what we're trying to to help with from a biblical perspective. Right. If not, then one day, you know, when we eventually become empty nesters. 
Greatest day of my life. And it is a reality. <laughs> All three of us here are basically empty nesters yes. with grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to be married to a stranger when you get to that point in your that life and your marriage. Yeah. It is so true. And I see that happen so often that there's so in, much investment in the children through the years and they don't invest in their marriage. And when the kids are gone, it's like they're living with strangers. Yeah. Yeah. So invest in your marriage while the kids are at home yeah. and let them see that in you. So good, yeah, good she, word, Randy. It, go ahead, Jay. Mistake number seven. Drawing negative conclusions about the submissive thing without understanding what it means. There's a lot of stuff out there about that word submission, but listen to what Peter says, 1 Peter 3, 1. In the same way, you wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won over without a word by the behavior of their wives. Now, the word subject here literally means submissive. The submissive word has become a bad word, a dirty word, definitely a non-PC word. It conjures up ideas of women being slaves or having no mind of their own or being less intelligent than men, having no opinion of their own. They just don't measure up to men. Uh, They are to do what the husband says no matter what. They are to let the husband run all over them without complaint. They're never right or that they're okay with having a controlling husband. So that's the ideas that the word submissive seems to conjure up in many women's minds. Nothing could be further from the biblical truth. Amen to that. I mean, listen to 1 Peter 3, 7. It says that husbands and wives are partners. They're spiritual equals. They're intellectual equals, moral equals. One is no more important than the other. The boss was complaining at a staff meeting one day that he wasn't getting any respect. Later that morning, he went to a local sign shop and bought a small sign that read, I'm the boss. He then taped it to his office door. Later that day, when he returned from lunch, he found that someone had taped a note to the sign that said simply, your wife called, she wants her sign back. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You know, I was thinking too, when you were reading the are talking through some of the uh, the superiorities that it doesn't mean that um, intellectually superior e- e- equals. I think in some case the wives are more intellectually superior Good word. than equal. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> in most cases, and, and probably. morally, and morally, so morally for sure, uh, morally and, and emotionally. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just you know, yeah, spot on. We are for you, wives. First <laughs> yes. Peter three one also says in the same way your wives. Be submissive to your own husband. We've been talking about that. But again, it's not suggesting that your husband is superior, as I mentioned, that you are inferior. It is a role that God has designed to us to make the home work. That's right. You know, it's it's a matter of function, a matter of God's specific roles. We both and all have roles. Right. It just means that you recognize your husband as the leader of your home, Mm -hmm. even if they're not taking the leadership role the way they should. Exactly. Because that's between them and God. That it doesn't is. mean you can't pray for them to do that, as we talked earlier. Um, but this kind of puts the greater burden not on the wife, but on the husband. It does. To love his wife as Christ loved the church. And there's a whole, you know, we have a, a, some some uh, some information on that, too, right. um, on our blog. So most, children, most Christian wives I know would gladly submit to their husband, uh, you know, who leads by love and example. They, that's right. They would rather submit. So 
totally agree with yeah. that. Number eight uh, is failing to build a friendship with your husband. That's and a it, good one. And that I know is uh, is 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 a very difficult thing for a lot of marriages because they're so busy with children and don't think about what we're talking about today. Right. But if we go back to First Peter three one and notice the words uh, to your to your own husbands, yeah. it indicates a close relationship. To your own husbands. Yes. Uh, a friendship between wives and their husbands is sort of displayed there. And it should never be closer and better friends um, than any other man other than your husband. So your friendship should be with your husband That's and right. not with any other man. Exactly. And that uh, kind of uh, brings up a question. Uh, is it possible for a wingman to be best friends with another woman that's not his wife? That doesn't make sense, right? Answer it absolutely doesn't. No. No. The answer no. is no, guys. Answer it's is right. No. Yep. You just can't be. God didn't design it that way. Yeah. No. And you know, you, you want to talk about the, the friendship between a husband and a wife. I believe that starts when they first get together. Yeah. I think building a relationship and a friendship that, that's between the two of them, is it, it comes before having kids. Right. Obviously, when you have children, you have to maintain that and, and continue to do that. But if you don't build that friendship, then, then you that's know, right. eventually and through kids, you do end up being complete strangers. Totally. Totally. Yeah, and ladies, you know, friendship with your husband is one of his greatest needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you may not realize that because a lot of guys are lonely Yeah, as it relates yeah. to friendship. So your husband's need is for you to be his best friend, yeah, his companion, now, someone he can talk to, someone who will listen to him, mm. even if he's not listening to you. Right. Uh, because unfortunately, as, as men, we have a bad habit of not listening. Right. Uh, someone in whom he can let down his guard and sort of be himself without the fear of being judged. That's right. You know, he needs for you to be his place of safety yeah. and peace. Yes. He needs someone with whom he can vent and be safe. So if the whole world walks out on him, you never will. Develop that interest um, in the things that he's interested yeah. in. And that will be, he will be um, forever your friend. That's exactly right. Good word. If he likes football. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it is important for, I think, a husband and wife to find those things they enjoy doing together. Yeah. I mean, individually, we like doing separate things, but we also, there are certain things we enjoy, like going to the movie together. Mm-hmm. You know, Develop those interests with each other and through the years. Mistake number nine, not communicating your specific needs to your husband. Wives, spell out specifically your needs to your husband. Husbands, sometimes we just don't get it, do we? We suffer from TSS, thick skull syndrome. (laughs) Ladies, we men don't pick up easily on hints and cues. Tell your husband specifically what you need. Assume nothing. And rather than getting frustrated because your husband just doesn't get it or have a clue, let's look back at the text and discover how to communicate a need that you have. First Peter 3, 4. But let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. Now, notice it says a gentle and quiet spirit. Gentleness literally means strength under control. 
I love it. Uh, It's a beautiful Mm. picture. It's being considerate. A quiet spirit means a calm spirit, not overreacting emotionally when your husband does something wrong or he fails to do something he should have done. Instead, the picture is with love, share your needs specifically, spell them out, write them out, make them clear so your husband knows what to do. Very good word. Number 10. And the final yeah. <laughs> of the mistakes. When you keep uh, hanging on to something called unforgiveness, yes. refusing to forgive your husband, mm. um, an unforgiving spirit, a grudge, resentfulness, anger, and bitterness, mm-hmm. it'll destroy not only your marriage, but it'll also destroy you. Yeah. Anyone who holds on to that kind of stuff is just eats away at you. And you you will live under the same roof, have the same address, and live in the same place. It's called misery. Yeah. Nobody wants to be in that. No, no, not at all. So think of all the things Mrs. Peter had to forgive her husband, (laughs) Mr. Peter. Yeah. um, And she did. Perhaps her quiet, gentle, respectful, considerate, forgiving spirit, maybe that's what actually changed Peter. Exactly. And I believe it probably did. I'm sure mm-hmm. she was praying for him all of the time. Course. For your marriage to work, you must release this unforgiveness. Your husband may have said something that broke your heart. He may have done something that hurt you. He may have failed to do something for you, and that hurt, and it left you wounded. Mm. So we're not suggesting that you forget it and pretend it didn't happen. No, no, no. We are suggesting... That you not confront your husband no. over and over again. Don't bring it up. Um, but we are suggesting that you do confront him. Yes. But, and talk through it. And then let it go. That's right. And, and you must release that, the unforgiveness, it's once you've talked word. it through. It's the greatest favor you can do for you and him. Yes. Forgiveness, ladies, is surrendering your right to hurt your husband back because he hurt you. Wow, that is a great definition of forgiveness, and it's a sense of releasing. You know, I have done so many things uh, wrong in our marriage. You have, uh, and I've heard all about it. Exactly, (laughs) but I tell you, thank God for a forgiving wife who can look beyond that and understand that, and and forgiveness can cover a multitude of mistakes. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so it may be that you're holding a grudge against your husband, holding a grudge against your wife. Listen, life is too short for yeah. that. Release it. Let it go. As Randy said, uh, it's not nagging about things, but it's confronting the things that you need to confront and then moving on. And then moving on. And then moving on for sure. Well, we hope that uh, these uh, top 10 mistakes have been helpful to you. We're so glad you joined us for a podcast yep. today. And be sure and check us out on our website, wemannation.com. We love that you're listening to us and tell somebody else about our podcast and our wingman ministry. Until next time. Wingman out. Thank you for listening to the Wingman Men's Moment weekly podcast. The Wingman Men's Ministry is based around the Air Force concept of a wingman. It uses the fighter jet theme and parallels the duties of a wingman in the Air Force. His commitment to his pilot and flight team, 
and how they're related to the men of your church and their commitment to God in their lives, their families, and their Christian brothers. Visit us at wingmannation.com.